Van Druden, and that is this is still Chris Raybold, still some form of Chris Raybold. Yes, still Chris Raybold, still, yep. still here, still here, still around. Yep, a little different than before, a little, <laughs> little less enthusiastic, but still here. No, I'm fine. Fuck it. This is great. Oh, we've been, you know, uh, we've been busy. This is episode 44, Pooch and Raybold, and um, we haven't released in a couple of weeks, and we do apologize. But, um, boy, you know, life gets in the way, and we do stuff, and you've been doing gigs, and I've been doing stuff. and Yeah, those are good problems to have, too. It is. If yeah. we're honest. I mean, um, it, it is a – it's something that we're talking about that as our lives get busier and busier and we go back to um, our, our previous lives of being mixers, um, you know, finding time to do this because we do want to continue to mm-hmm. uh, communicate with you guys and, and uh, have an outlet – so um, we're thinking about it and we apologize for being gone for so long. So, but um, we're back. Here we are. Pardon our tardiness. We yes. had the best intentions. Best intentions. Um, and, um, you know, along with that was not just us not talking about what our future is. You know, Chris and I have um, a lot of good things coming down the pipe. So stay tuned and it's going to be good. I promise the wait will be worth it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Cool. Well, let's get back into this, man. Like, um, I thought that today, um, and only because I was talking to a few other audio guys about what to do, uh, when your vocalist has the worst (laughs) vocal, uh, you know, uh, tics and issues and the way that they hold a microphone, you know, all Mm -hmm. the problems, uh, mm-hmm. that come along with a, with a vocal, um, you know, what, what do you do when you have those issues? And, and I know I've had, um, several artists, uh, that are just super, super hard. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, do you want to start us off? Like what, um, what are some of the things that you do when you have an artist that's doing this kind of mm-hmm. stuff or, mm-hmm. or softly singing, Right. Um, Some sort of vocal output, signal to noise problem in your signal to noise problem with with a vocalist, I think is maybe we'll start with that and and move on. But, you know, Mm -hmm. because literally like, you know, I work for Alanis Morissette and her idea of holding a microphone is like this, you know, um, and uh, it's uh, I got to tell you, it it, it was taking every little (laughs) every little uh, little trick and tip that I could to get her over the top. And mm-hmm. by the end of a show, I was, you know, like drenched in sweat and, yes. like, you know, <clears throat> sitting down and going, Oh my God. And that was like every night. Um, yes. You know? And so uh, do you have some, start us off. Like, do you have some, some, uh, sure. uh, some tricks? Yeah. What's some, tricks well, I was going to say, the, I do. I have tricks. You know, usually what it comes down to is really more like, a lack, not a lack of tricks, but yeah. it's a, a, ultimately it's like a less is more is what's going to get you out of there. Sure. Um, but, um, we, I, I remember, I think it was something we have done online recently was that thing for Harmon. And I think it was in that where 
noisy vocal mics <clears throat> came up and I mentioned that that is the problem. Like that is the a number one problem, at least on a mix end that sure. you're going to have. There's nothing worse. There's nothing more destructive. And I don't think anything even comes close. Um, than a noisy vocal mic because you have to feature that and it is destructive in so many ways not only unto itself in how it is not a good representation of your vocal but what it's going to do to your mix that is now seemingly behind it you know so you're I mean? talking about having to gain it up so hot because the singer is not singing the input side of it is is low yeah um, or or conversely, where you have somebody that really is giving their all and they're kind of close, but the stage volume is such, right? you know, or they are in front of a PA or whatever the situation might be, you know? Um, uh, gosh, there's a number of ways, there's a number of thoughts on how I've dealt a, a, with this over the years. The, the biggest change in how I deal with it now is whereas we have had gates in the past, I would always choose to know the material, mute the vocal manually. Yes. When applicable, ride it. If it's really not a mute moment, just duck it for a touch until they come, depending on what the song is, what the band is, are there's, you know, some acts, there's really no time to mute the, vo you know, if it's Iron Maiden, there's guitar solos. Totally. So he, you can mute them for a while, you know, but if it's, whoever some pop star or a rap artist or something like there um it's a song and there's vocal there's lyrics throughout so the old yeah, but you can to, do 50 db fader juggles though in between yes, stuff like you can exactly yeah. you, you can't so manual is how i would handle that in the past and in certain situations i still absolutely do something we have now at our disposal is where i was going with this sort of opening thought is now we have these tools and they are I call them noise suppression devices because they're not traditional gating techniques right. in, in Waves, PSE, Neve, 5045, or any of, and I don't know what the others are, but- WNS. Okay, WNS, some of those kinds of things. So those are tools we now have to employ, but that's something we should get into is how those are not a guarantee to work, right? That's true. And sometimes if you have them set improperly, they can screw you over. Yeah, absolutely. And, and sometimes if you have them set exactly right, the math is such that th where the threshold is, guys, if you don't know what these are, it's, uh, it, it's a dynamics device with a traditional threshold. Yeah. And, it, and at what point in time the signal exceeds that threshold the signal then passes. How it handles the math on that varies from product to product, but it's a little different than just traditional amplitude sensitivity from how I understand it. But it's, uh, it's yeah, I mean, I'll get into some details of some of the Waves plugins because I know about them, but got keep you. Going. Keep going. Got you. Got you. I know some of them are phase, it's, it's a phase thing where it flip once it crosses the threshold, it flips, it goes out. But, but the thing is, that can be well and good, but if the extraneous sources in that microphone are always exceeding your intended source, meaning if there's a snare drum right behind Chris Raybould right here, it's always gonna open it. So I'm never gonna be the driving force. In which case, if you set it for what kind of works for me, it doesn't matter. 
it just doesn't matter. It's not going to respond properly, you know, and the timing might be such that even set to its slowest, if it has variable release, it might still be releasing too fast in your clipping words, you're losing words um, at the end of a phrase. Yeah. So um, yes, before we get into that, mm -hmm. I think though, um, before we get into that, and we and we talked about this a couple of episodes ago about microphone choice, but I can't I can't express to you guys enough that even before we get to this point where we're talking about processing and we're talking about whatever, Chris and I have made the right decision to use the right microphone for someone, and so. I, I think we need to re-stress that, even though mm -hmm. we talked about it two episodes ago, re-stressing about, like I have shown up to a gig um, where several engineers have been fired. I've shown up um, and rather than just piling on a bunch of plugins or whatever, I went straight to the source and said, that's the wrong microphone for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, there's a lot of pol politics and all of that. Maybe she didn't want to, you know, it's a different feel, whatever mm -hmm. the monitor engineer, you got to think about, he's been there. He hasn't been fired, you know, that's a big one. <laughs> right. So, um, but, um, I will tell you that, uh, by changing the pattern of that microphone. So what was there was a pretty wide patterned, uh, you know, cardioid, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, microphone, dynamic microphone. Um, and I changed it to a super tight, super hyperdynamic, you know, mm -hmm. uh, hypercardioid patterned microphone, um, which in some cases can really screw you over because it turns into a lightsaber of sound. We've talked mm -hmm. about that, mm -hmm. but in, in her particular case, um, it tightened up everything. Like it got rid of all the stage that was happening, um, and it was a great thing for everybody. And that immediately took me to being 50% better, right? Yep. Before I then incorporated all the tools that you're, you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess I, I just want to stress it. It can't be stressed enough that if you're in a church and all your background vocals, there's six of them in a line and they're all wide cardioid <laughs> in right. front of the drum kit, mm -hmm. you might do yourself, you know, if you're having issues, you might do yourself a favor by changing, simply changing the microphone pattern. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and have you found that to be like the case? Is that your, your a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you're, and you're right to backtrack. We should get, we should back, we should get back to just essentially capturing the source. Yeah. So recognizing there's a problem and before implementing the tools, uh, the, the processing tools rather. Yes. You know, and, and evaluating. We're about to get into that. I just yeah. thought that we should make yes, it clear that point. we're, we're, you know, Chris and I are making the assumption that you've made the correct mic choice to begin right. with. Right. right. Um, for instance, I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, Chris and I, um, you know, try to help as many people as we can. And we, we sometimes do some consulting for people. And um, people send me tracks all the time where immediately I listen to the track, which has no processing on it. It's coming straight from the mic pre of whatever the guy's console was or girl's console was. Um, and immediately I know that, oh, this could be helped by the, a change of a microphone. Like mm -hmm. literally just by listening to the track, I go, oh man, this is the wrong microphone for this person, mm -hmm. you know? 
mm-hmm. um, by eliminating, you know, side having side rejection for yes. someone that sings softly, you'll eliminate a lot of that snare drum problem. Mm-hmm. And what'll happen is, is that when you get into talking about processing, which we're about to, Chris brought up the point that, hey, if the snare drum's louder than the vocal, the traditional gate opening of, of a, it's just never going to work. If it's louder right. than the vocal, it's going to open the gate every time. Right. But if you have a smaller patterned microphone, then hopefully it does some snare drum rege- rejection, which then makes the snare drum lower than what her vocal is. Right. Um, the things that you have to worry about in all of these, and, and it was really neat how you brought it up is that for all these tools, if I have a vocalist that is, has some weird habits or is, is a struggle to get over the top, I never set it and forget it. I am juggling that vocal. I have that vocal fader going from minus 20 to plus five to minus 10 to zero to the entire show yeah regardless of how cool my tools are yes i'm still manually writing that person and And drastically same and you know what to that point if you give me the driest live vocal you've ever heard with the best technique in the world yes and that but then you also give me right next or then you take that away and then you give me the worst you've ever yeah. heard that's the most ambient my finger is on it and it is moving with equal i 100%. once heard uh i brought his name up here a lot because i respect his work in the studio world andy wallace yeah talked about when he writes automation um that if you were an, he was an SSL user, I'm assuming still is, that you would look at the desk and that the faders all but look like they're just like all of them. I mean, the overhead, you know, he's just doing this. And that's me with a vocal fader. Me too. You know, um, there are some artists, and I, we've discussed it on here, where I am literally, I use the word scared. I am apprehensive to take my finger off of it for the safety oh, dude, there's of, artists of I... all involved. You know what I mean? Like I literally, like if I go to manipulate a piece of gear or a plug-in or have to speak to someone, my, my finger stays on the fader. Dude, you know? if I have to reach further than I could reach, Ooh. I'll grab with my left hand now on that fader and grab something and pull yeah. it over. And now fingers never leave that master fader. That's um, right. not master fader. The, the, the vocal, vocal fader. fader. Yeah. The, right. money, the money fader. Right. Um, and, and so much so we've talked about this in the past. It's like, it's written into every bank, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like bank safed all the yep. way through so that even if I'm in some weird mode of going after a guitar sound, I yep. still, I, I never let go of it. I'd never leave it alone. It never, it never, you yeah. know, w- with someone that has um, bad vocal technique, I'm, I'm probably doing more writing and it's a little bit more like on the edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it could just basically take off. If I push that fader to plus five, mm-hmm. it's right on the edge of like taking off. And part of the reason for that ride too, I would be willing to bet. I know for me is that vocal, because it is so hot, it's right on the edge. You probably aren't able to use as you definitely aren't able to use as much compression as you'd like on it. So not only are you kind of taking it where it needs to be and then moving safe, you know, it's like manual compression safely back. You are manually maintaining a consistent level. And that's another thing, too, is if you get to work with an artist to where you just really, really know the music you begin to anticipate their vocal performance and know when they need pushes 
here and there. So it's multi-level or it's multifaceted the reason to ride it. It's for safety protection sake, meaning in terms of feedback, this and that, but also to maintain uh, a consistent level that we're not able to do because we can't just slam it with a compressor and let yeah. it sit there, you know? Also with the, the whole feedback thing, know that if you take a fader, push it to plus three and let go of it, and it is on the edge of feeding back, it will create a feedback loop if it just stays at that same amplitude. Right. But if you just move that, I'm talking a dB, mm -hmm. you break that cycle of that feedback loop. And yep. so you can actually push a vocal much hotter than you could if you just set it there at yeah. plus three, plus five. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like basically take it. And, and a lot of times, man, that's a great point. A lot of times we take it to the point that 100% would it feedback if you left it there. Totally you know? would. Like yeah. I go to plus seven for the phrase, and if yes. I were to let go, it's guaranteed it's, to come back, but I'm coming absolutely. back. And here's a, now you've got my, all kinds of thoughts <laughs> popping into my head. Most of my, most of my lead vocals, most of them, and again, even the ones that give me a lot of level, if you put me in an empty room during the day and I take that and the whole system's on, and I take that vocal to where it will be at its hottest point during the show, it won't subtly feedback. Oh, no. It will, you will have every member of the crew doing the, ooh, what? You know, like it's going to be vicious, but I know it's going to be okay come showtime. And I also know I'm not going to leave it there. And That's this, right. that, that right there is a big part of where people get in trouble with their sort of ringing out techniques during the day as they're, they push it there in an empty room and then they cut it and then they push it again and then they cut, you know, and they're just, they're, they're losing their, they're losing their gain overall. So oh, absolutely. That's exactly what they're doing. They're losing all the gain that they needed to get that person over the top. I yep. do the same thing. You know, I'll do, uh, you know, uh, monitor engineer walking out to the edges of stuff, you know, and stuff will start to take off. And if it's a monitor engineer that I haven't worked with before, they'll be like, Oh, you know, and stuff oh, like yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. You know, with the speaker or whatever, and I just go, I'm not playing I'm not that worried. game, dude. We're yeah. not playing that. I love hearing you say that because I don't either. I'm like, yeah. I'm not going after that. It's no. fine. Or they're, they're, they'll look at me like, did you hear that? Like, yeah, I sure like, did. I heard it. It's going to be fine. I promise mm -hmm. you. Yeah, because that, that floor that yeah. it's now shooting onto exactly. and bouncing back up at you, it will be covered in bodies. That's exactly um, right. You know. Bring in uh, the water bags. Right. Uh, now, right, right. Uh, post-COVID. <laughs> I know. I know. As I said that, I was thinking of a floor covered in bodies, and I'm like, yeah, but let's just pretend we can still do that, you know? Um, uh, which, but we, but we will. To, we we will. Bring in some, some more real water bags. I tell um, you what, man, that's a sidebar tangent here real quick. I have thought, I know, warning. Um, I have thought about this a lot during COVID about, of course, there's a million, uh, I don't want to get us too far down a COVID tangent, all right. there's so many ways in which reopening will begin, you know, and I'm not here to tell you I have the crystal ball to tell you exactly what it looks like, but with, you know, limited capacities is one thing that is not going to happen. It already is happening. People are doing shows in that way. And aside from the show suffering as a whole, because it just won't be as exciting, the vibe won't be there, this and that, the, the production element that is going to take the biggest hit on that is going to be us. Because we are literally sitting here telling you, I'm not worried about these things because I know I'm going to have a full house. And there are now, there is now a reality where we are guaranteed 
to yeah. not have a full house. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. So, and I've thought about that a lot. I'm like, man, it's going to be like, there's going to be for people who do shows like that. It's going to be like your worst night every night for a little, for a little while, not forever. Yeah. But for a little while. But, you, I, but I still think, you know, part of it is, is the floor doesn't have to be packed. There just has to be something blocking reflective yeah. surfaces. So, and something breaking up those. Breaking reflective. up the reflective surfaces. And even at 50%, the amount of people, it will be doing that. You've done yes, that. Yes, there'll be pieces of floor that you can see. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I hear you, dude. It's like we literally, you know, both Chris and I are, you know, we'll do the whole sound check thing and be like, nope, we're going to be fine. And yeah. literally, you know, someone else may mm -hmm. have turned that up to zero, had the whole PA just freaked themselves out, freaked everybody else out. Yeah. I, I also, I'm pretty, pretty sure at this point in our lives with this, I've mentioned this on this on here, but if I can get away with it, meaning there's not like management or NMD or someone out front, I'll do, however long a sound check is with the lead vocal really not that loud oh because, yeah me too you know like yeah. i know it's there i know it's going to be fine this is for them up there yeah and i will routinely have it at least 5 db lower than it's going to be during the me show too. and because also in that empty room it might be harsh and abrasive at that level and i, and I don't want to I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to deal with that. I, I wanted to back, now that I, I'm really, the wheels are spinning, I wanted to go back to something we were talking about. You were talking about the right microphone choice. And we've spoken on here a lot about if you are fortunate enough to work with either a younger artist, an emerging artist, or uh, just an agreeable artist that at any point in their career is willing to listen and learn and take feedback from you, that you can work with them on mic technique to help sure. this. Something else you can do with people that check those boxes is to work on stage volume. Um, and this is coming to mind now because <clears throat> I didn't mix much in November or December of this past year. Not that I've mixed much a lot, but like you're saying, you know, we yeah. both take projects or have a little bit going on. So I was, I mixed this live, this, uh, you know, from some live tracks for made a, mix for someone from a band and uh i know for a fact it was the same microphone in this one thing that i did which was from the year 2000 and then this past week i went and visited some tracks from them revisited some tracks from them mind you it was eight years later and it was the first time was outside the second side was inside so variables were not the same but it was a band it was why it was that widespread panic band that I work with for so long. I remember what all was different and it was stunning how much more shit was in the vocal mic. Wow. You know, and, and these weren't like, it's not like I started with them when they were 25, you know, like they were adults when I started with them and were just further adults. But I remember guys changing gear and yeah. I remember the bass player going from ears and a single 410 behind him to moving to wedges again right. to coming back full circle to wedges and then having two ampeg two svts on their side so 16 uh whatever eight inch speakers yeah. what's an svt eight eight eights, yeah, right eights, right yeah i think yeah. so um yeah. god i'm so out of the game but so 16 of those yes 
And then he had two 18-inch subs too as well. And from there, it just lit off everyone else somehow getting louder. And the first thing that I mixed when they were outside was a joy. There was nothing in the mic. I could do whatever I wanted to it dynamics-wise. I could do whatever I wanted to with it effects-wise. This next thing I looked at, just looking at the waveform, I was like, oh, shit. He oh, is shit. barely bobbing above water, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean, stage volume. If you, have, if, you, if you can get some sort of – if you can have some legitimate um, impression on artists – about their stage volume, that's equally as important as mic technique. Wouldn't you agree? Great, great point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, I work for a, a legacy artist that there's no changing them. They've been, no. they've been doing it for 40 years and the stage is going to be loud and that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just, you just deal with it. But it, like you said, if any of those boxes are checked, um, man, do yourself a favor and have conversations about how to reduce the volume of the stage. It will help everyone, not just you. It'll mm -hmm. clean up all their ears and they're all go, what, why does this sound so great now? You know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I was lucky enough. I worked with Lincoln park the entire time and their stage volume was almost non-existent. Amazing. Um, like not even side fills, really. I mean, they yeah. had wedges and they were there a little bit, but I mean, you mm -hmm. know, uh, actually it's not true. The, the stage right guitar player, um, the guy that wears the earmuffs, um, his wedges were kind of loud over on stage, right? But it was all just guitar. Mm -hmm. So it was like the only thing that I ever had to fight in vocal mics was guitar because everything else on the stage was like quiet. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just a joy to mix, dude. When you've got that going on, it's it is. amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, it it's is. like being in a studio, you know? Yeah. Okay, cool. I can. Yeah. Turn it's am it's amazing how, um, how I don't want to say easy vocal mixing can be because it's not. Um, but it is just a whole other game when you're not, when the ambience is lower. You can you know, you can EQ the source, not the source plus its friends that are hanging out with it, you know, <laughs> totally and you can, it. you can employ compression, not just for dynamic control, but for shaping tone yep. or creating excitement or, um, uh, you know, or any of that stuff versus, uh, you know, it's just damage control from all the I'm doing is trying to make it here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've had those artists where um, it's all damage control, you know, it's mm -hmm. all, and I've had to acknowledge, <laughs> you know, like if, if another sound engineer comes to the show, you know, they, they're like, you know, I'm sure they're going, you know, oh, that vocal doesn't sound all that great. And it's like, that's when you get your buddy or your peer before the show and yeah. you just have to just wallow and, and just, just go, go, listen, dude, <laughs> I got to tell you before it starts. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You have no idea what's happening here for me to even, for you to understand the vocal. Yes. We're working miracles over here, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, you do your best in those situations, but mm -hmm. in those situations, there are drastic things happening. Um, mm -hmm. You know, some of them are, I mean, I don't know about you, but um, I don't remember, were you on the Justin Bieber thing? Were you using a 5045 or were you using a PSE? I had 5045 on that. Okay. So then I switched everything to be in the box and I was using a PSE, um, mm -hmm. but we were both utilizing that 
Mm -hmm. Um, and as the tour went on after Chris had left, um, we started doing, uh, stadiums where there was like, you know, an automation piece that put him 60 feet in the air, right in the long throws of, you know, of PA 60 Mm -hmm. feet of the air in front of PA, like the far corner of the, the, yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. it was horrible. And I got to tell you, and I've said this before that there is no way I could have survived that without a piece of gear like um, PSE or right. 5045. Right. Um, I, I just wouldn't have survived. I've been fired. There'd mm-hmm. been no other, cause you wouldn't have been able to hear his vocal at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are those tools. So the PSE uh, primary source expander, if you don't know anything about it um, is a tool that I use almost on every vocal, even if the vocalist is great. Me too. It's a um, default now. It's yeah. not even a question. No. Um, and, and what it is, is, you know, it's a vocal gate, but it's also an, it's an intelligent vocal gate. It's focused at vocal frequencies. And you'll notice that it is not a, wherever the threshold is set, that is what opens a gate. It's a, um, it's a ramp up kind of a gate, right? So you still hear the vocal, even though the signal has not passed the threshold, Um, so even setting that threshold higher than when you're, you're looking at the highest part of the signal, you're still hearing some of the vocal down here. It's, it's got a big ramp Mm -hmm. to where the opening part of the gate is. And that's true of the 5045 as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's intelligent in that it's, it's focused specifically for vocal frequencies. Um, and, it just works uh, amazingly, um, especially like on a vocalist that's killing it. It oh, cleans yeah. up your mix. It's cheating. It's if cheating. You, if you have it's, it's black a black magic life. cheating. Okay. There are situations where it is unusable yeah. because again, because of 100%. the signal to noise, Dick, it, it doesn't, at a certain point, the signal is the signal, even if it's not your intended signal. So there's if, points. If of time things are louder in your microphone, than that vocal, that, that tool is not going to work. Period. Then you're done. And we'll get into here in a second, how you can, at least like on the 5045, kind of work around that and make decisions on um, the opening of it. Yep. But it can go from, let's say it can work. It will save your ass from something that was previously unusable to if it's a good vocalist, it's just like cheat. It's just, you've got the cleanest source you've ever had live without having to manually mute and unmute the vocal, That's which it. in the past, you and I both in all mixers or most mixers that cared to were constantly muting and unmuting, you know, vocals throughout the whole show it was just yeah. and now we're so i'm so lazy between automation and uh source enhancers like this that now i don't have to do it i don't i rarely do that anymore yeah you know so yeah it's a tool right and mm-hmm. it is um there are definitely different ways that you can set it just like what chris said you can set it to be super hard and close really deep Mm-hmm. Um, for a vocalist that's killing it, right? Like any vocalist mm-hmm. that's getting up in it, they give you a really nice signal. You can set the threshold super high. You can set it really deep so that when they're not singing, it's it's basically like it's muted. Um, but right. for a vocalist that it, you're struggling with, and even one that where there's a few things that are maybe louder than their vocal, 
you can mm-hmm. set the threshold really low and then set the depth of that to be really mm-hmm. kind of high that you turn the plugin into kind of an automatic writing tool. Yes. Like you're already manually writing it, but you, this helps you just a little bit more. It just helps you, you know, you're doing all the same kind of moves that this thing is doing, but Mm. I'm telling you just having that engaged, it's the little things that matter. And that little thing will help you a bunch. So even with the vocal that is, you know, almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've used it as a, you know, I mean, waves has a thing called vocal rider, right. You know, which is, that's a cool plugin too, but this is different. Yeah. And that's a little more self-driving car can get away from you. Yes. You no. Know? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. This is more helping you in the moments when they aren't singing just that much more. Yes. To get it right. Yeah. So I encourage you, even with a vocal that is really nasty and you're like, oh man, the snare drum's like, you know, way louder. Don't set it up like you would a gate. Don't engage it like you want to with a really good vocalist. Mm-hmm. Use it in, in a, a sparingly more way and it will still help you a little bit. Yep. Um, Here- so I, I have it li- literally on every vocal. It's, it's, you know, it used to be the 5045 and now it's this tool, this plugin. Here is a couple, I wanted to talk about some <clears throat> sort of user applications for both that I know you and I can riff on, but also, and before we do that, I wanted to mention, here's some further theory uh, that of my own that I, I know you'll probably concur with on using these devices. Aside from the fact of, is it going to work on my vocal or not? You have to keep in mind as well, if it isn't a powerhouse vocalist. When it opens, you are getting the vocal, but does the mix, you're already shaking your head, does the mix change dramatically to the extent that a couple things, one, is it just too hokey? Yeah. And and I don't usually get to that, but if if you fine tune it just right, it's always usable, but you know what I'm saying? When it opens, suddenly is it just super obvious that the ambience is coming and it's, it's that pumping sucking sound, you know? Um, and so if you decide, you know what? Yeah, it is kind of, uh, it's a lot. What I will do with softer vocalists is who I'm just barely getting what I need out of it is like you said, the depth you would think with the softer vocalist, you would want maximum depth, meaning that it, for it to close 60 DB the exact opposite. I'm putting it at like 10 because that person is probably just barely getting it to open at all. And the, the range of the depth plays a role in the time constant on PSE. You can change fast, medium and slow, but slow to 10 is different than slow to 60, you know? So if they're, they're just barely opening it, it's going to be hauling ass to get to 60 versus just kind of taking its time to get to 10. I hope you guys are following what, what, we're, what we're saying here. But so if I have a really a vocalist is just barely getting by, it is set to j- only do a little bit, you know, and it's got, and it has to have a slow release. And I typically will have the slowest release possible that still, mainta- still maintains vocal feedback suppression right 100 percent. 
Um, and, and I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you this, there's, a, there's something I want to say on the PSE, but on the 5045, I'm still a big user of that with one particular artist that I work with because I like, aside from the fact that it works, I have to play it on the person. Like I'm literally, and I, it's just like I said, you start to know their vocal thing. I know there's even times when I have to turn it off and it scares me because the 5045's little switches are janky feeling. And I'm always worried one of these days I'm going to hit it and it doesn't turn blue or worse rather, it doesn't not turn blue. Like it won't yeah, right. unmute. Yeah. So I'll play it on that one where the PSE has greater functionality and greater release you have more variability in release times and frequency um, keying options. The one thing that it doesn't have that the 5045 does have is it's actually like an attack release button, but it has something that will change the attack time. And it goes from peak to RMS. And it is what you, it does exactly what it says. It's either going to respond based on peak level or on RMS level, if a snare drum's popping, 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 you basically have to use RMS or it's gonna open all the time. But in doing that, you're cutting off the leading edge, the transient of the vocal. So you guys see where it's this constant like weighing of what is the proper move at the right time. And that's a big one. If I got a soft vocalist, I basically have to choose the RMS because it's, it's going to be less sensitive to the really almost always the snare or the claps or the whatever's the loudest transient. Does that make sense? Absolutely. hundred percent. The, the thing that we should also point out is that, you know, people always ask us about virtual playback and it's like, this is where virtual playback yes. is your friend. And literally I know this to be true. Chris and I both spend hours and hours working on this one stupid little plug-in or in Chris's case of 5045, mm -hmm. just, I mean, doing minute changes and saying, okay, I think that's going to work now. Let's listen to it in a different part of the show. Right. Um, and then um, I also include part of what I like about the PSE is that I can include it in snapshots and I include threshold changes in snapshots depending mm. on songs this is as we go in the tour. Like, I'm not going to know this right from the beginning, but as we go, I'll be like, Oh, there's always like, like Chris was talking about how he actually plays the, the 5045. I do that, but kind of with snapshots sometimes if, if mm. it's a really difficult artist um, I've actually had snapshots that the only parameter that it's changing is the threshold of that 50 of the, of the PSE. Yeah, um, that's cool. everything else is safe. Do you know what I mean? It's like, there's, it's, it's just that. Um, and, and also but be careful to screw yourself over in between songs. Yes. When they go to talk. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's when I'm, that's when a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. But that can look different ways. There's some artists that are the scaredy cat with the vocal. Oh, and when they talk, they're like, twice what's up left? Miami? You know what I'm saying? And you're like, where the hell has that been this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> Right. I know. But be careful with that. And I actually have had an artist that talked very softly and I had to write a talk snapshot yeah. that was, you know, basically just bypassed the, the PSE, but not uh -huh. all the way because it was like, you know, that mic was fully on edge the entire time, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can, you can hear it too when it's like, 
you know, again, the thing with a sweet spot, not in what we're talking about here, but, and honestly, not even just in mixing in general, is a sweet spot is generally the finest of fine lines. Yes. And when you find that sweet spot with this thing on the bad side of it, more so in PSE is this weird phasey clear, like it's it working. Yeah. It's, it's actually behaving just like it should. You have just put it in a precarious situation, you know, <laughs> and much, much like if someone were to come to a lot of my sound checks and hear the vocal buried and would have the uh, bravery to ask me if that's where I wanted it, uh, at which point I would say, yeah, I'm very well aware it'll be fine once it matters. I've also had a PSC set um, in some of these recent COVID era things where I've been doing some streaming stuff and assistants have asked, they're like, Hey, do you have the PSE? And I'm like, yeah, I know they're not going to, they're going to be, I trust that when it happens, they're yeah. going to be singing loud and I'm not going to allow that to happen. But right now I'm going to sit there and let it kind of get weird and, and, and not, and not sweat it too much. You know, yeah. they're um, just trying to help. And they are, and they're not wrong in their no, assessment. They're right. They're right. But you, you know that you're, I know. Cool. Yeah. And they're, 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 God, that's live sound right there. There's so many things that it's just like, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, nope, not worried about it. Thank you, though. You know, well, Um, and that's really something that we should bring up and not to take us down that road and that rabbit hole, but um, uh, there's something to be learned about when to chase something and when not to chase something, right? Like that is, um, I think that's part of, experience and the magic that you learn as you go along, you know, in your early years, you might spend, you know, an hour chasing a vocal, you know, feedback thing or, you know, whatever. But Mm. (laughs) here we are later on in our careers and we're like, yeah, so what? It's taken off. It's not going to later. I promise you. you I'm just not worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's something that um, I don't know how to teach that, but it is something that, you need to teach yourself and kind of yeah. learn like what things are important and you should address that right now mm-hmm. versus, Oh, I know that's going to be okay later. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things that you have to kind of learn what the differences are in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing but time that will provide for that. that that's just, right. And experience so, and just, you know, those, mm-hmm. those are the type of things that I struggle with teaching someone and, and sharing with someone um, because they're they're specific to a certain situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a situation that I've been in a hundred times, let's say, you know. But it's a, maybe a situation that this person has only experienced once. Um, mm-hmm. It just comes with experience. There's some of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, if it gets really bad mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> after the fifty forty five, do you have any tools after that? Well, let me just share real quick. Let me do this. Let me share one user trick. Okay, cool. Um, or t- user tip. It's not a trick. It's a functionality yeah, they built in for this very reason. If you are using the PSE, which I would love to wear the PSE is what I'm using because I just feel more. That no, means I get it. Be- and I, I totally get it. And by yeah. the way, guys, I don't know if we even said the 5045 is a hardware unit made yeah. by Neve. It's, an, right. it's a one space unit. And the PSE and the 5045 basically do the same thing. That's 
Right. And the, and the 5045 was the predecessor to the... Correct. Yeah. So that's why we used them both and still do. But I, I like using the, the PSE because that generally means I have a vocalist. I have a little more confidence. So like you can leave it up there as your, what's it called now in a way, like your hot plug-in or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You can leave it to where it never, nowadays you can, where it, you, you can always get to it quickly. Part of the thing that freaked me out about PSE early on was I, I couldn't see it all the time. Yeah, and I was... Right. I was used to seeing it. But anyway, user tip. Uh, when, and this happened the other night when I was going through, was looking at these new these tracks and going, God, the vocal's so much louder here. And um, I was like, could I use, could I do this on this vocal? And I had, this was just, just me at home mixing in the box. So I pulled up PSE and using it in some of my normal stock set it, way I, don't, I was getting ready to say set it and forget it but just sort of the, the, the normal ways it actually wasn't usable it was like damn it it could be if like the reason i'm going to be using this tracks is not going to be for a live show it's going to be for some of the stuff that we're doing and people are going to be listening critically and they will hear the errors if it's just for a live show you can kind of get away with some errors every now and again but it was yep. like damn it i can't what I did is I went in further. Here's a user tip. Utilize that sidechain key function. Um, you don't need, you're not going to be keying it from a separate source, but you can, you know, key solo, you can listen to it. And whereas it is designed, from what I understand, and this is what you mentioned earlier, to be kind of vocal centric anyway, you can get in there and fine tune it. And I found that with this particular person, um, like most people, the real focal point of their vocal i mean i basically took that key filter and it was all but telephone it was 300 yep. to two or three k ish yeah. if you go too low with the frequency you're going to learn you're going to lose leading edge transient that'll make it open that's right but if you get it in a sweet spot that truly is the focal point of that vocal by doing that i then gained the extra 3 dB in threshold that I needed to now make it usable. So guys, hopefully you can use it without having to go to that key thing. But if you find yourself in trouble or if you just want to dig into it, do that. Go look yeah. there. I mean, dude, that, that, that's, a great, um, that's a great tool. You know, I have used key type of things. And, and here's a little side note to that. Um, when using something that is keyed, remember that that's never going to be a piece of audio that anyone's going to hear. You're nope. using that key to be the trigger of something. Mm -hmm. So what I do is, you know, solo it so that you can hear whatever the trigger signal is and literally 20 dB of EQ just sweep and find that resonant frequency that is happening in that vocal Mm -hmm. um, you know, just find it and be like, that's what I want. The gate to open is on that frequency, because mm -hmm. if you do that, now you're tricking, tricking the PSE into only looking for that resonant frequency, you know, yep. um, that's happening. So, um, don't be afraid of making your key input be like crazily oh. sounding. It's know? the same reason that we can use piezo pickups on the side of a drum yes. to open no one's hearing it and if they did we'd all be fired because yes. it's going on a tongue it's going kank, kank, kank. it's just it's just reference signal for the side chain to go oh that's what you want me to listen to no yes. problem so yeah. in this particular situation uh it did it gave me it was about 
that it was just about 3 dB, but that's all I needed to then go, okay, cool. Now I can use it. You know, it's the little things that matter guys. And, and I think people get frustrated with the 5045 and the PSE because they do drastic things and then go, ah, it's not working. It's so now it sounds like a gate and now it's, you know, yeah. now it's open all the time. It's, I mean, literally, you, you know, Chris and I are doing tiny minute changes and, mm-hmm. you know, getting, finding that spot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not something that we just go crank, crank and done. It's something yeah. that we're like, okay, it's a moving target kind yeah. of. Um, but uh, if you, <laughs> if to your you point, are really in trouble, yeah. right. um, you know, there's a couple more plugins that Waves makes that I've used in the past. Um, and I've actually used these three plugins in a chain before <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> using all three. Um, mm-hmm. And one of them is X Feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a, a, a pretty great tool. Basically, it's just an EQ that um, you can set it to a listen mode and find frequencies that are starting to take off and let it automatically find the frequencies that are taking off and mm-hmm. with super narrow cues. Um, but remember, it's an EQ, so it is cu- it's hacking it to shit, you know, right. if you let and it. And it stays static. It's and staying it's static, and it stays mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. But if you use it a little sparingly, it can be just that little thing thing to help you with the PSE. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. that little bit to get another 3 dB gain out of that fader because you're cutting, you know, 6 dB of whatever the offensive feedback frequency is. So I right. have used that. Right. And then finally, the third one that um, I always use is, uh, is called WNS, which stands for Waves Noise Suppression. And um, it is a, a tool that is basically frequency selectable gating mm-hmm. in four different bands. Um, and it was, it's originally designed for and still used uh, widely in for dialogue in movies. Um, but if you utilize it in a rock and roll situation or a pop situation, it actually can help you um, in addition to uh, PSE. So it is basically, basically it is, a PSE, but now you have four bands that you can decide are opening at different times, mm-hmm. frequency related. So for instance, you could, you know, set up a, a chunk of, uh, from, you know, uh, whatever, 1K to 3K that opens quickly to grab those transients and then uh, have, you know, the lower part of the vocal, you know, 400 open a little bit slower um, and it's, so it's basically like a customizable gate. Right. Um, I don't find that it works very well by itself. Like I wouldn't say, oh, this is the tool to use instead of PSE, mm-hmm. but in conjunction with PSE, with a really offensive vocal, um, you, it's, it's cheating, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. um, you can get away with stuff that nobody else can get away with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that is a plugin that most people don't really know about because it's a dialogue plugin. It's in the, uh, you know, waves post section, you know, it's our broadcast post section. Uh Uh, So most live guys don't pay attention to it. Um, But, um, but try it. If you have a license for it, it's pretty amazing or go demo it. Um, If you have a really a vocal that you just can't manage um, Mm. it's, it's my suggestion after the PSE. 
Yeah. I, I was sitting here thinking um, with, you know, if I have a situation where, P, uh, whatever, the PSE 5045, whatever, <clears throat> is not working. It's just not working. It's not going to work. You know, I reserve the right to bail on it altogether. Sure. And I have then, all the time. Yeah. At which point, welcome to where we were <laughs> not even 10 years ago. Like, then you're just back to normal. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, and at that back point, to this. but, and if we, yes. And if it gets to that point, that's that, um, not sensation, but that phenomenon that I was mentioning earlier of every time the vocal comes in, it's super, super, super excitable to the mix as a whole is probably exaggerated to the highest degree, at which point you are best served to leave it off, take that vocal manually where you want to get it, where you can, and then do either the big ones or actually commit to never going too far because it's so dramatic. Yes. You know, and that's a really good point, dude. You know what? You have to I, embrace it. It becomes part of your sound. You know, I tell people this all the time. I survived some shows with Alanis Morissette by simply turning the whole thing down. Yep. Like literally yep. I was like, okay, the only way I'm going to survive this is yes. Everyone wants to hear a rock show at, you know, one Oh two, but tonight we're it's not going doing to be 100. Cause I just can't make it. Yep. And would you rather hear the vocal and mm -hmm. have it at a hundred or mm -hmm. would you rather go to a show at one Oh two and have it taking off the entire night? Right. So there are actually times where I will do left-hand master fader and right-hand vocal and do this stuff. Yep. Master fader down, vocal fader up, getting rid of anything else that's coming down your mix bus but the vocal and, and do this kind of a juggle. Master mm -hmm. fader down, vocal fader up. Um, and, and, you know, keep it at a, at a, uh, at a nominal level. So that, that's great. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. You know, I know, um, you know, you've heard about people that would, if they had a vocalist that just, it was just super loud or the stage was super, or excuse me, the vocal was not, the, the leakage into the mic was super loud or the, the stage was loud, whatever the deal was, um, committing to that sound Yes. and delaying everything to that that's an old trick you know where you get to and the, the 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 problem which and i just said the same thing but just by without the delay um the problem is you can embrace it as your sound which is great until the guy or girl does th then you exactly embracing another sound so you're not embracing a consistent sound and there again so you hear us saying that and it's like okay neato pooch and raybold so what's the answer it's like there's not one. There's you just not deal. One. Sorry. There, you um, just, you just deal, you know, there's not one, but, but there is, the answer is never give up. Right. And don't let it beat you. Like, right. And those are hard. I mean, honestly, I will tell you those clients of mine that are hard. Mm -hmm. I, when I'm asked back, those are moments where I go, am I, am I able yeah. to spend uh, four months of just beating myself to a pulp mm -hmm. every day to try to make this happen. Like, is it, is it right mentally for me to go do yes. that? Yes. Um, and sometimes the answer is no, because um, I it, won't it let is. things be. It, it can be so, yeah, it can be soul crushing, especially yeah. when you know you've got a slam and mix right behind it, Yeah. but you're either turning it down or you're adding destructive ambient 
uh, noise to, you know, it's just, you're like, and again, it's that thing of like, I know, I know this isn't good. Yeah. I don't, but this is not what I want. You know? It's not what you want, but it's the best that it can be. And it's yeah. better than anybody else has done. <laughs> exactly. And I'll tell you what, to further that thought, I've, I have clients or to just kind of, I don't know, bounce around sort of the same thing. These difficult clients, you know, just getting the vocal out there at all yes. is a win. And a lot of times they're phenomenal vocalists. But it's just all the other variables are working against you or they and their technique are working against you so that the simple presentation of their vocal, even if it's not tonally pleasing, even if it's not all of those things is enough to make for a good show. And yep. people that would be inclined to be like, hey, that sounded really good. What are you doing? I'll tell you exactly what my vocal chain looks like at that point. There is a high pass filter set wherever the wherever I need it. There is an EQ doing only subtractive EQ. Then there is maybe a dynamic EQ multiband, just because I put that in front of my compressor. And then there is a compressor that may not be doing anything at all. Maybe, I hope it does something, <laughs> but, pro but probably not. And yeah. there's your big, t there's your, that's it. That's it. It's just this chain of damage control in my finger. And that's, that's the best you can. And that's it. Those are the tricks, you know? That's true. So but it's all of those little things along the way. You know, we, mm -hmm. we've talked about this a lot. It's like 80% of being a sound guy, all of us have. Everybody in this community of sound, we're all 80% good sound guys. You want to be world-class? Mm -hmm. It's the other 20%. Yeah. And that 20% includes little tiny details like this, mm -hmm. you know? Um, mm -hmm. and, and if you get those things right over a course of many inputs, the end result is something unbelievable and above what anybody else can do. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I stress to you, don't ignore the little things. No. You know? Don't ignore those tiny tools, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and don't, don't like literally think of everything, you know, there's now, does this make a giant difference since what I'm getting ready to mention? It has, does it usually, nope. Um, you know, if it's a vocal position that doesn't move or if it's several different mics together, like some background vocalists, and there's just some cack and there's some this and that, play with the relative phase of that microphone to whatever. You, you can, in fact, take the lead. We're mainly talking about leads. Leads, but yeah. You can change the polarity of that and affect its relationship to the PA as a whole if it doesn't move. Yep. You can do sections to where it's affecting both the relationship to the PA and its relative level to one another. A lot of times you're kind of just hunting and pecking going, eh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, I'll, I'll never forget sort of anecdotally. I work with this one monitor engineer one time and he told me, and the guy never stopped moving. He's on a wireless mic, never stopped moving the whole time. And he told me how much better the vocal worked out of phase for him. And I'm thinking out of phase to what the guy's to never, what? it's never in a relative position, but you know, but I was like, but I'm glad you think that, you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> it's that, like, that works for you. 
Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, <sighs> anyway, anyway. The, the, the point is like, don't be afraid to reach for all the things, you know? Yeah. And, and don't be afraid to keep hacking away at it. I mean, I, I don't give up like, mm-hmm. you know, um, when I have a re- when I'm struggling with a vocalist, it's an everyday thing. Yes. It's yeah. not me going, okay, well, I've tried PSE and I've tried Debian S and I've tried the mm-hmm. mic change and that's it. I'm whatever. There's nothing I can do. No, you right. know, I don't ever say that ever. No. I go, you know what? Today I'm going to, you know, I lie in my bunk in my Absolutely. bus going, there's got to be something. I got to fix this. There's got to right. be something. And and eventually I come to some convoluted mm-hmm. <laughs> path yeah. um, that hopefully makes it a, a little bit better. But do we always win? No. No. And, you know, speaking of convoluted paths, we've talked about this on here before. Um, you know, such a, if you've got, if like a PSE or any of these things is just not working for you, like we're saying, but it's almost working for you. Well then take what's almost working and throw it on the, you're, that you're, you're probably barely able to use your effects, but now throw that on the effects send because, because there it will work good enough. Like, because good enough is going to be enough for a reverb send or, you know, or back to go to that, go to your aux send, talk about making key inputs weird just to work, man, hack that thing up because it's just, you know, there's again, just keep fighting, you know, keep fighting. Yeah. Don't, um, that's a great thing just before we're, we're kind of out of time here, but, um, don't (laughs) EQing aux sends to effects, is something that a lot of people don't do. Um, the input side, the you know, so whatever the vocal is going to an AUGS, AUGS one, for instance, then that AUGS one master out going to that reverb is EQ'd very differently than my vocal channel is. Absolutely. Um, so those are all things you can utilize to make it better. Um, we didn't even get into the whole, you know, having the effects part of this help you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you, you mentioned some things there right at the end that, that may help you, um, don't give up, do the little things. Uh, hopefully you learned a little bit about, um, making a hard vocal be better. Hey, don't give up period, by the yeah. way, like with everything we're all going through right it's now, speaking of don't enough. give up, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. 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 I mean like big picture right now, big picture, like, don't uh, and I'm saying that for us too. Like that goes for yeah. all, we're all in this. I get it. Yes, you know, are. you know, yes, we are. And, um, you know, I mean, there's some light on the end of the tunnel here, guys. Absolutely. Um, I saw that, uh, some European festivals, festivals in the UK are going to happen. My point is, is that there is some light at the end of the tunnel here, guys. I think we're going to see some stuff start to come. So don't give up. We'll get there. Hang in there. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Hopefully it'll be closer than, you know, two weeks or so, but we'll do our best. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. See you. See you, everybody.